Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works with David and Mark. Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works with David and Mark. Welcome to the Messianic Media Podcast, where we discuss Messianic, Christian, and Jewish artistic works. Today we're discussing Neil Diamond's The Christmas Album. Well, uh, Mark, why don't you tell me, um, so you have some background uh, with this album or just with Neil Diamond in general? <laughs> uh, with, uh, yeah, a little bit with both. My brother once went to a Neil Diamond concert, I guess, and he said that after every song, Neil Diamond would get up and say, thank you, <laughs> thank you, and take a big bow. <laughs> And it was like this really overly dramatic, uh, yeah, thank you. Um, but and then the, for the Christmas album, this was the, my, you know, I, in, more, in more recent years, I've heard Sweet Caroline at like baseball games and that's come across my you know, attention and some other Neil Diamond songs. And I only just recently learned that UB40's Red, 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 Red Wine is a cover of one of his songs. But um, my mom had this CD, the, um, the Christmas album. This was... Um, a December staple that she, that she would put on, you know, Christmas themed albums that we would listen to in December or maybe even November, depending on when my, when my mom felt like it. Or this album every year. What's your background with Neil yeah, Diamond? Yeah, I don't really have that much experience with uh, Neil Diamond or and hadn't heard this album at all. Um, yeah, I guess certainly there's some stuff in pop culture and it hurts sweet caroline um i think that's probably the only song i could directly name of his uh, mm -hmm. which is nice it's a nice enough song but of course i've heard a lot of these uh christmas songs being that they're they're mostly traditional or pretty popular christmas songs it's actually kind of funny i was look, looking some stuff uh so neil diamond is retired from touring recording essentially um that a, a couple years ago he did an acoustic one-off thing where he changed the lyrics on uh, sweet caroline to talk about washing hands um, <laughs> you know because of uh, coronavirus he actually did it back in march so i thought that was a nice little thing also heard america recorded songs specifically for the soundtrack of the film that he starred in the jazz singer the songs became more famous than his performance yeah, I haven't seen that. About an artist, um, you know, struggling to make it. And there's one scene where he has, he's basically reclaiming his Jewish roots and has a bar mitzvah and is huh. singing part of the Kol Nidre, which is a Jewish prayer that comes, that you sing on Yom Kippur. Yeah, he has Jewish roots. What, what kind of connection did you see there with, with him? Yeah, I think that's the main connection. I mean, basically, it seemed like, you know, he was raised Jewish, had somewhat of a, a Jewish community, but didn't really find that much about his faith other than that. But it, it is interesting, if, like you're saying, that it's not totally strange for a Jewish artist to record Christmas songs. You know, there's been some famous uh, Christmas songs written by Jewish artists. Some of the songs talk more about 
uh, Christian faith and stuff like that, where it's actually talking about Jesus and a lot of the songs like Irving Berlin and stuff like that don't mention Jesus. They just talk about uh, Santa or winter, um, snow, etc. Yeah, and the jingle jangle, the jingling, <laughs> <laughs> the, the silver bells. Neil Diamond also does on this album. <laughs> it's kind of a mix. Yeah, and it's not totally a traditional hymn song. You know, I think, you know, White Christmas like the, is a Ir Irving Berlin song, and Jingle Bell Rock is pretty detached from reason for the season, you know. Um, <laughs> even I'd say it's even detached from even like the story of Santa Claus and stuff like that, you know. Yes. It's just a song. So these are all covers. Um, you know, two of them are old enough that they're tra traditional songs. Um, there's one original song, which we get, we'll get to, uh, You Make It Feel Like Christmas. And this uh, came out in 1992, so pretty far um, in the Neil Diamond's career. It's his 20th studio album. It was very successful, sold uh, 2 million albums just in the U.S., um, so double platinum. There's a great picture of him uh, sitting in front of a fire on the cover. Yeah. <laughs> it's very generic, yeah. I think he's kind of phoning that in a little. His left eyebrow is kind of raised. It's like, it looks it's really funny. And he leads with Ocumi Manuel. Um, well, and it matches up with We Three Kings of Orient are. Those are traditional songs. Um, and O Come, O Come, Emmanuel is based off of Jewish scriptures, but obviously that arrangement that is turned into a song is because of Christian faith. The scriptures referencing about the future Messiah, you know, at the time of the writing, flows, flows together pretty well. I like the, um, the general arrangement. Um, you know, I like putting these two songs together in, in terms of storytelling. It's directing it towards um, towards Bethlehem, the story that we get in the, in the Bible. On this album, this will probably come up several times. Sometimes I re I like his performance, like I like the 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 background vocals and I like the strings and the the arrangement and the it's kind of interesting. But the, and then at other times it's kind of like the thank you, like a little bit over the top <laughs> vocal vocal delivery. Uh, rejoice like sometimes that that sounds cool uh and then sometimes it's it's a little too much for me i like the concept a lot of this song you know bringing these together and i'm curious um in how he may have been moved or how lord tried to move tried to speak to him in the recording of this of this album he seems to have some um some reverence for it you know yeah. you know it's not his lyrics but you know the i like the like me it's like ransom captive israel talking about physical bondage israel was a captive nation but then it's also talking about spiritual redemption that might be my favorite um christmas song in general you did a the version of it um which we released as a, the trees will know song but then there's also several good versions of it i'll just say up front i'm not the biggest neil diamond fan i, I think <laughs> i like some I might like his songwriting a little more than the than the performance. But yeah, but yeah, but but nice way, nice way to open up the album. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, so I mean, Silent Night kind of follows in the same 
you know, a little reverential and then a little bit of Neil, Neil Diamond doing the performance thing. And then Little Drummer Boy. I like the song. I don't know. It's not, these aren't like my favorite versions of these songs, but they, I like that they're there, you know, to kind of keep the, the spiritual theme at the, at the top of this album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little Drummer Boy is one of my least favorite songs, period. Yeah. Pa rum pa pum pum. Yeah. Pum 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 pum. Pum 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 pum. <laughs> uh, yeah, the repetitive lyrical line, and it's usually slow and long song, you know. And I also think that the yeah the lyrics themselves are is silly, you know. I mean, I think that was intentionally silly, but like I I think it's a, a little inane. I'll I'll give him credit that this version avoids some of the the tackiness, so it's not as bad as most versions. I know that sounds bad, but that's a that's a half-hearted compliment for me. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> His like overperformance, you know, elevates elevates the song. Possibly, I'm not sure. Rum pum pum pum. <laughs> yeah, I won't disagree. Sometimes I like Little Drummer Boy. A lot of times I I don't. There are just a few songs that I the few Christmas songs I dislike more than that. Uh, but I will I won't mention that because I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to give them airtime. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. And and some of that, yeah, there's some worse ones, but I, I don't have to hear them as much, you know? Yes. Yeah. I always like I, I've heard discussions like the worst bands of all time or the worst songs of all time. And it's an interesting list because you have to factor in, you know, that it's a song that you actually have to hear if it's some garage band that released a truly awful song, like you'll never hear it, you know? Yeah. Yes. It has to be popular enough. Enough people have to like it for it to be, to get air. Someone designed an algorithm to take what people liked and what people don't like with songs and created this song. So supposedly huh. like the world's best song and the world's worst song. Um, they both sounded pretty awful, but the, yeah, it was like the world's worst song had, it was like children's choir, organ. Uh, it was a commercial jingle. It was like changing tempos and stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which any of those things by themselves, I might be interested in and enjoy with within the context of a, a a good song. But in the context of a bad song, they can't. They don't really elevate a bad song. <laughs> so, in Santa Claus is coming to town. I hadn't really noticed uh, the lyric. Uh, before I just came back from a lovely trip along the Milky Way. Oh wow! I assume that's in the original, the original song, right? Uh, I'm not sure. There are some other songs on here where he adds some little, some little lyrics. But yeah, this song, uh, it sounds like I like the guitar, and uh, it's almost like a Bruce Springsteen kind of guitar intro. And his the the this like this is one of my favorite versions of this song actually because it's just so it's all it's like kind of ridiculous and funny. Santa Claus is coming to town. The doom 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 He makes it goofy and fun. Well, I generally like Bruce Springsteen, but if, yeah, I don't really, I don't really like that. Yeah, Bruce's version of Santa Claus is coming to town with a the vocals like you sound like it sounds like you're singing the, the Bruce version yeah yeah do you I mean do you do you prefer the do you prefer the Neil Diamond then yeah at least yeah that was interesting and so I don't know if it was unique um 
but it's certainly not in the main song that lyric um, where maybe he adds an he adds an extra verse at the beginning in certain versions it was in different songs like going back to the 50s well the original song is in the came out in the 30s um, oh wow. okay yeah so i stopped off at the north <laughs> pole to spend a holiday and yeah. which is kind of funny because like i not quite sure who the author is in that case i guess yeah, is, it, is it santa is it an elf some some reindeer traveling around I thought it would be fun to do a heavy metal version of this song sometime. And be like, just because the the opening, it's kind of like, because Santa's like almost equated with God, where he like he's watching you and judging you, you're like the grandpa God that some people think of. But like, it'd be really funny. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. <laughs> it's just like, it's just, it's just a kind of a weird it's like funny opening lyrics to the song but i like i like how like how fun this is it makes it seem like this would be good like in a parade you know macy's day parade or a big parade on december the christmas song as it was it originally not can call from for me this one's um uh, yeah this is one of the versions of this song that i heard that I associate, like I, th I think of his his version, Neil Diamond's version. So this one has a lot of, I think there's nostalgia like written into his performance and his recording and maybe even the original song. And then, so when I hear this version, I, I get a lot of nostalgia. He's performing, but it's also it just seems like uh, it's not overly done for, for me, it just works. I don't really have too much of a nostalgia for the song, though I've definitely heard it a lot. But I think it's an enjoyable song, and um, it's usually well performed, including this one. Uh, Morning has broken. It's interesting. That was a, uh, I guess it was an earlier song, and then Cat Stevens made a popularized version. You know, before he changed him, before he became a. Um, before he like went, I think he was Muslim now. Yes, it feels like it's a it's like semi semi Christian. It's a little bit of a praise song. It was interesting. It's not really a Christmas song per se. Let's say it's not really a Christmas song at all. There's no, um, but it is a straightforward praise song. You know, I mean, I think it's kind of a morning devotional kind of thing. Um, yeah, um, so that was that was pretty cool, um, you know. And I think it would fit in with either the Jewish or Christian faith. It's a Christian song, but it doesn't mention anything. Um, doesn't mention Jesus. It, just, it does talk about God and creation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How about on this album? Do you feel like it fits on this album? Uh, for me, it's a it was a nice break. Um, I enjoyed hearing it and. It might be my favorite song on the album. However, I don't think it really fits on the album itself. I mean, I think he might have wanted to do a version of the song for a while, and it wouldn't really fit on a, might not have fit in, on a regular album. I don't know if that makes sense because of the lyrics. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. 
yeah, it kind of like it kind of fits. And I because I, you know, this was like because I grew up with this one, like hearing it in this context, it kind of has fit for me. But uh, but and I've almost thought of it as a Christmas song. <laughs> but then coming back, like you know, when I was old, when I was older, and I would come around to it, I'd be like, like what what is this? How how does this fit on this album? You know, the first time I heard this album was for this discussion, so I was definitely thinking about it critically. But you know, I listened to the song a little and expect there to be uh, some sort of Christmas connection, um, and then looking up to make sure to confirm that there wasn't. You know. Yeah, I'd like to. Um, I'd like to actually go and look at the earlier versions because um, to find. Because it looks like, yeah, the originally it really is more was more of a uh, a hymn, and uh, and but I have these associations with these pop artists from this, you know, you know, Cat Stevens and others. So maybe they're indirectly, maybe they they find some finding God a little bit, you know, through the performance of the song, but it's definitely mixed. I, I guess uh, is my my response to the song. It was interesting to hear Merry Christmas Wars over outside of uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono's version. Um, this, is, <laughs> this is the first time I've heard a different version of it. Um, it's interesting. I think it it actually really works as a, a Christmas song, especially once it's removed a little from the original context. Original one is a, is a powerful song and stuff like that. But yeah, it's... Uh, it only loosely mentions the parentheses war is over um is isn't mentioned directly in the song itself it does say stop all the fights might be up there on my favorite song out of the album um saying enjoy that and i like the uh, i like the feeling and emotions from the song yeah what's funny is for, for the longest time you know i knew this version of the of the song it was kind of an embarrassingly, embarrassingly late time in my life when I realized that John Lennon originally wrote the song and that he originally wrote it about, you know, like the Vietnam War. <laughs> yeah. For me, it was like, in some ways, the least Christmassy song, one of the, you know, one of the least Christmassy songs on the album. I like this version. Like, it's hard for me to hear the John Lennon version with fresh ears. Yeah, I need to go back and listen to that one just so i can hear it as an as an original <laughs> john lennon was trying to get across an anti-war message um and then he described that he'd have more success if he sweetened it with a little honey ah. so it was like adding the the christmas element to an anti-war song it works just as well as a as a christmas song with anti-war subtext in it you know Right, right, right. It has been covered by other artists, apparently. So, and I think it's up there on like top Christmas songs. I mean, it's definitely from the the cultural, I guess, Malou or whatever. It's from it's it's part of the um, the American experience <laughs> or British experience because <laughs> it's called Happy Christmas, like the, the way the British say it. Yeah, I always thought that was a little funny because it seems like Mary is more of a British word, you know? Right. <laughs> But yeah, but they do say Happy Christmas. You go watch those Doctor Who episodes, and they're all, yeah. they're all saying Happy Christmas. Uh, Narnia series, they say Happy Christmas. I think. 
Oh yeah, yeah, I think you're right. That's one. I think yeah. that was my first real exposure to the happy Christmas stuff like that, and Father Christmas really. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I reread that a few months ago. I forgot how how much how important Father Christmas is in that in that original book or in that in the line the witch in the wardrobe and it's like the the witch's spell is you know always winter and never christmas it's <laughs> a, a fun yeah. funny idea white christmas is uh this is one of the funniest this is or if not this is definitely like i think the funniest what, what do you think of this i think he's having fun with it and i enjoy the the little change that he does, like he, he messes with the tempo just a little bit. He rushes the word white, and then there's a pause, and then Christmas. So it's like, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. And how about the I, 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 I? <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I mean, I could take that early that, you know. It's funny. I've heard this version a few times, and, you know, that, that later part stuck out to me, but... Recent when I was listening to it this week, the, the he has that little spoken word version, spoken word thing at the beginning of it, and this was this is that's like that was even funnier to me because he's like, it's December the twenty fourth and we're in Beverly Hills and looking at the palm trees, um, and he's like thinking about a uh, white Christmas. I kind of related to that a little bit, you know, having grown up in California. And you know, I'd never experienced a white Christmas until until basically I was in my twenties. You know, you grew up in San Diego, and so like the the palm trees and like the sunny and like you know an average day in uh, San Diego on Christmas Eve, seventy degrees. Yeah, like degrees, <laughs> and like maybe it's in the six high in the sixties during December. You know. Yeah, your dad might go surfing probably in the morning. Yeah. And I <laughs> surfing on christmas i don't have the nostalgia for the snow and stuff like that i think i don't mind going up to snow but like i'd, I'd be fine like not having to deal with snow at all uh on the ground and stuff like that you know so i'm i probably had heard that opening verse before um so it's a lot of times the verse about you know la and palm trees and stuff like that often not recorded but that wasn't the original song that irving berlin wrote so ah. well, I hadn't really heard that. Yeah, I mean, I like that Bing Crosby, the one that appears in the film, and I, I really like the ver the you know speaking of war, like the, I really like that opening opening scene, you know, where like he he's basically um he's at a like a US he's doing the USO show, yeah. singing to troops who are you know fighting in the war and they want to go home, and so they're dreaming of home. It's not about missing the it's not about the snow in that version but it's just about being with family right um, so I, I like i like that and the song it's so but yeah neil diamond's version man is so it's just so funny it's like it's all over the place country or like luau it feels like you're at a luau or something <laughs> i think that is the main emotion of the song is being away from family during christmas and stuff like that and i could relate to that as at least as a a general thing like during winter or holidays or Hanukkah, you know. And I could see, you know, Neil Diamond wanting to differentiate his version. Irving Berlin's might be the top selling song of all time when you count uh. singles and and all those. Even without the World War Two context, yeah. Um it it does hit that 
kind of emotion and you know and i um i'm not sure if i've seen the the film i think it, maybe i've seen some clips of it or some or something or seen it a while ago i like the opening and then the rest of it's really just about them putting on a play and then falling in love with two guys falling in love with two sisters and then putting on a play but there's some good singing and dancing in the middle god rest you merry gentlemen the main thing that it's the one that most feels like going Christmas caroling and like walking around with some people ringing, uh, ringing the doorbell at your neighbors and seeing the singing, singing some carols. This is, this is the song that the, where the arrangement kind of has that feel. And then Jingle Bell Rock is, that's, that's another one, the kind of like the Santa Claus is coming to town. You know, it's just like the have fun, have a party, you know. Uh, th this version's fun. The original one is, I used to not like it, and then I, all of a sudden I started liking it uh, at some point. And it's just a funny, the original version is just like funny. Well, it just sounds like he's ready to have a, a party, you know, more on the emphasis of the party than the, the Christmas, the Christmas party kind of, kind of it. It's like a fun song, but just kind of silly. I mean, I also think of Home Alone. <laughs> with the song but uh Neil Diamond versions it's it's just it, it makes sense that he's that he's doing that going on to uh Hark the Herald Angel Sing I like that he does the kind of the extra verse with a lot of the traditional songs there there can be many many verses and so the versions of the songs are often shortened so, you know the heaven-born prince of peace you know the son of righteousness yeah that's a good verse and joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. Um, so it's like the nations joining the angels and singing. Yeah, you made me want to go look at these little lyrics. They are they are really good words. <laughs> you know, I think we maybe talked about like if we want to do another Christmas song or or something like that to something to perform even in a messianic setting. Yeah, that'd be fun to do. You can listen up for it. We might do it sometime. <laughs> and I want to. <laughs> I definitely want to. But yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Definitely talking directly about Jesus. And, you know, it says, yeah, Christ by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord, um, offspring to the virgin's womb. After that is... Silver bells. <laughs> There's like a little bit of twang in the guitar. I usually like if uh, Christmas songs or covers if they add a little bit more or do a different take from the original thing. So I like this version, uh, you know, alongside with a traditional version. Yeah, the twang is cool. Uh, the guitar, the guitar and instrumentation. Sometimes the, the just like the song about the bells just sounds really funny to me when they they just say the word silver bells too many times. <laughs> when you say you know silver bells, it just silver bells if you say that word it just sound, it starts to sound really silly as funny as it sometimes i do also like it <laughs> sometimes the more traditional versions are like too serious or they're they're too uh they're too slow for me and I, but this one holds my interest yeah and then you make it feel like christmas is the one original song on this which is interesting that he actually recorded it and released it um years ago before that. Oh. He actually released it on the normal album. So that was actually a single. I would have thought that it was written for the album originally. 
Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. You know, it's a little kind of saccharine as far as like it being like kind of a love song. And it's one of those songs that you can kind of sum up the entire content of the song by the title of the song. And But I, yeah. I like the line, even when things go wrong, I hear the sound of Christmas in your song. Um, yeah, that's a good, yeah, that is a good line. Yeah, I think it, I think it works. It's not my favorite song on, on the album, but like I think he, he does make it work. You know, whether it's January or February or March or April or May, June, <laughs> just kidding. You can make it feel like Christmas just by <laughs> the twinkle in your eye and the jingle in your mouth. <laughs> I don't really have much to say about Oh Holy Night, but it's it's kind of nice uh, end of the album. And- I like that he comes back around and does another um, kind of reverential hymn. The Lord used like the I think is it was it Pavarotti somebody's like um, operatic version of Oh Holy Night one time to just send chills down my spine and make me really um, actually experience a moment of worship in in a version of hearing the song. The Neil Diamond version doesn't send, give me chills, but uh, I like that he ended the album on a reverential, the scriptural reason for the modern ho- holiday i guess <laughs> can appreciate the talent and then i think for me christmas album has to really stand out for me to like it and this is is pretty good um overall not my particular cup of tea but it was uh worth listening to yeah for me it's, this is kind of it's like it's always going to be a nostalgia um remind me of my mom essentially there's there are some eclectic choices uh and i think that's I think that's to be commended. And this this would be more of one to like put on in the background for a December party, you know, when you have some Christmas cookies. <laughs> and you know, it's not it's not like the song that you're going to like just just listen to and it can, it can be nice in the background. There's that and then there's like you know, kind of radio stuff. Think of Christmas when it's like playing in malls or department stores and then then it's also like driving to somewhere during the winter and stuff like that. So, I could see it more in the kind of the background mall stuff though i don't think i've heard any of these there's a lot of uh, traditional christmas albums and then there's a lot of like uh, secular christmas albums and usually when an artist does some original stuff like they they fit one or the two styles you know like adding their own like it could be a traditional type of christmas album and then they add their original songs that'll fit content wise in this but it was interesting to hear have them both of them both of them in there my mom used to mention that you know sometimes i think she said that neil diamond was touched by like by the christmas songs and that um that it it sounded like he did have some kind of longing so i hope i hope that i hope that uh that's that stuck with him (laughs) and that the lord i mean the lord can use uh, and you know he can use a lot of different things to reach people. Yeah. And this the cultural season. I would I don't I wouldn't like call this like a like a worship album at all, <laughs> or even the you know the versions. But but I but it's a it's a fun entertaining. I think it fits well in the context, even if uh, you know some messianics don't necessarily celebrate Christmas. But I think there's a lot of good in it. Hope you have a merry Christmas or happy Christmas.
depending on the. <laughs> All right. See you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Messianic Media Podcast, a discussion of Messianic, Christian, and secular artistic works.